Welcome to the Sticks and Bones Co- Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Calloway, and on this episode of HH Holmes, I have a special guest speaker. How are you guys doing? It's Owen. And I've also got... I'm Red. How's it going, y'all? All right, so this is going to be a great episode of Sticks and Bones. Let's get right into Let's it. Let's get it right to it, baby. All right. So starting with his birth, H.H. Holmes was born in 1861 in the midst of the Civil War. In, the, in his hometown of Gilmanton, New Hampshire, he grew up into an abusive family with an alcoholic father. Rough start. Yeah, he was bullied in school growing up, but he was born into a somewhat wealthy family. He was unusually intelligent from a young age, and this led to his future as a con artist and bigamist. How does that happen, man? Well, he saw a way to make money through cons, and he took full advantage of it. Man, that's a psycho right there. Yep. So, over time, H.H. Holmes decided to go through insurance scams and many other things like that. And... So we've talked about a little about early childhood and that. let's talk about what this man really was and his race. This man was white. He was 34 years old, 148 pounds, 5'7", not that tall of a man. I mean, what a guy like this be Dude, doing? Dude, aren't you like 5'9"? I mean, don't hate on our short guys. <laughs> don't hate on our short guys like that. <laughs> but I mean, this guy was 34 years old. I mean, what's he doing with his life? I mean, this guy crazy. And he, he honestly believed in achieving assurances and life savings of his victims before killing them so this man's a gold digger i mean he's killing people for money i mean that's crazy i would have gone with a moral but i work that works too <laughs> so we'd like to take a moment and stop and thank our sponsor britannica.com for their support with this episode on hh Holmes. appreciate you britannica thank you Britannica. Right. let's appreciate get right back into it so hh Holmes' main case happened in the Chicago World Fair of 19 or 1896, sorry. It was at this fair that he decided to use his, um, he had property at, say, a pharmacy. And on top of it, he decided to build a small little hotel to host guests for the World Fair. And in this small little hotel, otherwise known as, or also known as the Murder Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> otherwise known as, wow. or also known as the Murder Hotel. He had pretty much whole rooms dedicated to torture inside the hotel. So, long story short. That's crazy. That's not good at all. No, it's not. But long story short, H.H. Holmes customers, or the clients that booked the room, never left. It wasn't because the service was so great. But I guess you could say it was pretty, um... Spectacular. That's, I mean, this man... What a bummer. I mean, this guy draws you upon. Draws you into his hotel. I mean, want I mean, asks you to like hang with him or something and then tortures you to death and takes your money. I mean, man, he sounds like a Hannibal Lecter type guy to me. I feel like Kanye made a song about it. <laughs> All right, so let's get right back to it. So, H.H. Holmes confessed to 27 murders, but he was only convicted of 9. However, some uh, theorists have uh, debated on whether or not the number was actually at 27, and some have even said it's up to 200, but that number is based in little fact, based on what we found. And for all the stuff this man does, I'm surprised that psychological testing wasn't done or performed with this man. I mean, this guy was crazy. I mean, if 
if this was real life, I mean, he'd be getting psychological testing left and right, but none is really known, so we're not so sure about that. But if I were a, a psychoanalyst, I would I'll be banging on this man's door waiting for an appointment right now. I mean, crazy. So H.H. Holmes is one of the first well-known American serial killers in history. Now, he wasn't actually caught for any of his murders. He was caught because of an insurance scandal that went wrong. You see, in the late or in the early 1900s, um, Holmes had a business partner, and what he did was him and his business partner decided to. Um, create an insurance scam and with that insurance scam he tried to pretty much steal thousands of dollars from his buddy's life insurance plan what a prick true all this man cared about was money he he used whatever he could he had such charisma he was an intelligent man i mean he had a mustache for one never trust a guy with a mustache i mean that's it's common sense. I mean, a guy with a mustache is not to be trusted. I mean, yeah, if he came, a- yeah, if he came, a- if he came asking for your money, would you give it to him? I mean, but this guy had such charisma. He was so suave with his actions. He could just get you to do whatever he wanted, and no one thought twice about it. But then he'd turn your back on you, backstab you, literally, put maybe put you in a gas chamber, and then kill you and take your money. Pretty psycho, if I say so myself. All right, so. I have to agree with that one. I have to oh, that one. Looks like it's time to take a quick moment and thank our sponsor. On this episode, oh, what'd you just do? Oh, nothing. We're good. Okay. Let's talk about it. Well, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Parcast, for giving us the opportunity to actually create a podcast. Go to Parcast.com and create a stunning podcast today. Thank you, Parcast. Thank you, Parcast and Britannica once again. H.H. Holmes created a business scam with his business partner, uh, Pietzel. Uh, he was going to steal his life insurance and give it to his family by faking Pietzel's death. But the insurance scan, or the insurance company caught on quick and realized that he didn't actually die. So the great friend that A.J. Holmes was, he decided to actually murder his friend and steal the life insurance. It was this act that led to him getting caught in a statewide chase all the way down in Texas. Pietzel, he sounds like an Italian to me. I think he was. Awesome. And him getting caught for this life insurance scam actually led to him being connected to the famous disappearances at the Chicago World Fair. And he was eventually linked to nine murders, although he confessed to 27. All right, we'd like to take another break to thank biography.com. Biography.com, providing us with great information on H.H. Holmes and allowing us to fully complete this podcast. It's crazy what can happen when you jump into the mind of these people and really like understand them and like why they did what they did. But I mean, reading more about this guy, I mean, he just seems ballistic to me and quite cuckoo if I'm being honest. I mean, what goes through your mind when you're doing that? I don't understand that. All right, now we're coming to an end. So let's get right to how he was executed. On May 7th of 1896, in a public event at Philadelphia's Moya Menson prison, witnesses say he maintained his cool to the very end, even telling the executioner not to rush. He was hung. The Inquirer reported that it took Holmes more than 15 minutes to die. A fighter, but in the end, H.H. H. Holmes was executed for his crimes, as he should be, 
Let's start off with that, as he should be. I mean, guy was crazy. Don't get me wrong, but he ended in a fashion. So that's all that we got for you guys. We appreciate your time. Riley, you're a great host. I hope I can be back soon. Thank Rhett. you, Riley. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, I really like learning about H.H. Holmes. You know, he just seemed like a very interesting guy, very intricate, but, you know, he's just he's crazy, you know. Thank you for your time, Rhett. Appreciate you so, joining, you, joining the show. And thank you, Murderpedia, the serial killer of Encyclopedia. Thank you. Perfect. That concludes it for this episode of Sticks and Bones. Come back next time.